news, commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently, but, but in, in the, the end, end, this is Still, still Love, love you, bro. you, bro. I keep running you over. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's better to be <laughs> run over by, you know, your voice than a truck. I suppose so. Well, hello, Chris. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm, I'm okay. doing okay. You recovering from the day? Yeah, you know, it's my turn for allergies now, if you can't tell them a voice. Oh, great. Here we go. Well, perhaps you actually still have a voice as opposed to when I have my allergies. I just cease to exist. Oh, it's coming. Uh, my voice will go away. Yeah. We also have Eli here. Hi. Hey, guys. He's permanent making... guest star here. <laughs> the, the permanent guest. Permanent guest. He yeah. has moved in. He actually has a cot in the corner I of the do. studio now. Yeah, we just shut him up in here when we're done for the yeah. day. Yes. Pretty much. Well, Chris, I don't actually have a computer in front of me today because I think it's obvious what I'll probably be talking about. I don't need a reference for it, but I think you have something, so let's start off with you, I suppose. I guess, but I know you've got something good because you look excited. Uh, do I actually? Yes, you do. Okay. I can tell from your posture. <laughs> All right. So this oh, will no, be good. He's, he's always excited. Um, I, I, have a, I have an interesting one that, um, you know, we've always talked about news technology and pop culture, but we've never talked about it. T- today, we talk about technology. Um, and, and I find this very interesting that in 2018, a casino in North America, uh, we don't want to mention their names, had a we database. catch a lawsuit. Yeah. Well, this happened a few years ago, but um, they had a database of their high rollers. It was stolen because of a fish tank. Let me explain. So the fish tank had a smart thermometer and, you know, Internet of Things, right? right, right. And um, unfortunately, Internet of Things devices have pretty much taken over our lives. Like everything mm-hmm. is connected. The apparently fish tank thermometers and casinos and smart cameras, their cars, sprinkler systems, elevators. I mean, the whole gamut you can buy as an Internet of That's Things a new device. Word. Gamut. Gamut. But you you connect these things to the internet, so you run this risk. So this casino had a smart fish tank controller for the simple fact that the person who's in charge of the fish which, what a great job, could look at his smartphone and tell the temperature of the fish. And so if they're getting hot, he could go, you know, whatever. So these unknown actors compromised the the fish, the thermometer, and gained access to their network and downloaded the database through the smart thermometer to them. Wow. So this smart thermometer was on the same subnet as the server's in this casino. You know, the technical side of that wasn't laid out, but it, it obviously appears that they were on the same It network. was routable. So this, this it was thermometer routable. was able to route itself to There is an IT service. guy somewhere that's probably not sleeping well, or he doesn't work for that casino. But probably not, I'd say that. Well, if it's a casino, he might not even be alive, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got concrete shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I was digging for this, I found that Rolls-Royce, who makes a lot of airplane engines, they also have this IoT technology um, inside their engines, and it's it's IoT to the ground when it can make signal, but the IoT to each other. So if you've got two planes passing in the sky, oh, they can exchange they can they can exchange information. So it's kind of like a like a Dude, courier pigeon. Can you imagine a plane virus? That's that exactly, exactly where I'm going. Oh my gosh! So your engine, imagine you're flying and you're you're in an area where there's no internet connection, but your engine on this plane takes a data dump and throws it to a passing plane who lands, and now it's going to offload that data and share that data, and it tells them about the engine. But can you imagine? Wow. We could be living in a world where the Air Force shoots down a passenger plane to prevent it from spreading this plane virus that's sure. taking down a bunch of other planes. Can or, you imagine the dilemma with that? 
Here's where it scares me. You, you haven't gotten on a plane recently where they didn't offer you Wi-Fi. So they have, they have uh, satellite internet. So everything in that plane is now connected on a, on a network. Wait, you're telling me you no. They, this this they cannot be that dumb and have the the passenger Wi-Fi connected somehow to this IoT device. It's probably not directly connected, but in the grand scheme of things, and you know how you know networking works, and some of our listeners that do, you know, there's an internet connection on the plane. Yeah, and that is broken true. out into subnets and, and different Wi-Fi networks and whatnot. But they all come back. So the question is, has Rolls-Royce and the airliners put in enough security to not allow the plane network to talk to the engine network? That would be fairly important. Well, one thing that I've noticed in researching some of these IoT devices is uh, a lot of them are, you know, they're really they're good devices. They're based on the similar chipset, and some of these manufacturers like to put in, you know, their own um, maintenance backdoors, rather, where it's like a, a telnet server that can be activated, and it has a set username and password that's hard coded into the uh, the flash. Well, unfortunately, when these things get compromised, people can buy one of these IoT devices. I've seen someone on YouTube that demonstrated this. Um, they can then access the the uh, Telnet server and put it in flash mode and stuff like that. They can pull like the flash from the from the RAM or from wherever it's loaded, modify it, reflash the device, and they've introduced like a like a secure backdoor that they can access that they have the the proper password for. Yep. Well, then they send it back to Amazon through Amazon Returns. And you can guarantee yourself that a perfectly good device like that is going to get repackaged and resent out to somebody. Absolutely. So I, there's no telling how many are out there. People that buy IoT devices on Amazon or something like that, I, it, it, it is not unlikely to think that some of those might have been recycled and they could be compromised. They're Absolutely. just sending out a ping to some server out there and the guy is waiting for a return. So be an interesting experiment, though. It would be. And here's my ultimate point. For those of you listeners who are not technically inclined, who just heard that you know, like, that big, huge like technical Eli here. <laughs> like Eli sitting here, like just, really is googly eyed. Just observing, like. you know. But that's the point. So when when people hear us talk about this, or they hear people talk about this, they're thinking, well, this is this is million dollar jet engines or an elevator system. Thyssen Krupp, and I hope I said that right, has a smart elevator mm -hmm. that they're putting in these buildings, so somebody on the other side of the world can monitor like the status of elevators. So they think, well, you know, I'm just I've got a home computer and a home router, so I don't have a jet engine. Where does that really matter? I've got my, you know. $20 yeah. smart yeah. cams. But the point is, what, what they do on that computer is important. They access the bank. They have personal documents they've probably, you know, written and shared their entire lives they put on that single computer. So right. it, it does affect them. And ultimately, that's the problem is that technology, uh, there's technology out there to keep people from being compromised. And I see a lot of people um, through my regular employment who have had their, you know, their information stolen. Uh, they've lost a lot of money. Um, you know, I, I work in the, the cyber business and, and I see these victims who lose thousands and thousands of dollars and it all comes back to one simple thing. There was one little vector. Somebody got their social security number, their computer was, was, was compromised or whatever, but they're all solvable. That's what I, that's what yep. I'm on a mission for. Something like 90% of, of breaches, hacks, whatever you want to call them are caused by something a user did, user error. That's the weakest link. Exactly. So you'll have someone who, like, there was a Facebook, um, uh, I don't know what you would call it, uh, a social engineering attack on Facebook, which essentially means they're not really doing anything technical. They're just fooling you into into giving up your credentials. Yeah. And I remember this. This was a couple of years ago, and I actually posted about it back when I was still on Facebook. So 
um, someone would send you a message. This is one of your friends, right? And it would have what would look like the Facebook um, image logo or for something that needed to load. And it would say, please sign in to load this image. So you click on the image to, to view it, quote unquote, and it would take you to a Facebook sign-in page. But it actually wasn't a Facebook sign-in page. It yep. looked exactly like the Facebook sign-in page, but it was on a different website. And this is, you know, the the web browsers wouldn't show you the the link. It would they would they would or they would disguise it in some way to where it looked like it was the Facebook link. And so people would willingly give their password to sign in to view this picture, quote unquote. Of course, it would wouldn't work. Um, however, when they send their password in, then this bot, and I assume it's a bot, logged into their account changed their password, and then propagated by sending the same message to every one on their friends list. Yep. And that's how this this thing propagated. Right. And if you've ever been on Facebook and somebody said, hey, your account's posting a lot of crazy stuff, even though you're logging into Facebook, you're still compromised because that, that the same thing, the phishing attempts that get that password, they'll log in and they'll share things and tag your friends that you may not see that's going mm-hmm. out. Yep. So the easy way to solve this, if you're listening, is called multi-factor authentication, MFA. You, you, you hear this a lot. If you do any kind of banking, the, the easiest way to describe it is when you, when you log into your bank, they want to send you a text message with a, with a six-digit PIN. Now, I'm going to say this. The text method of doing that is not secure, but that's better than nothing. So real multi-factor authentication uses a, a, a code that changes, and you have it on your phone, right? So two-factor authentication is is very important um, because anybody can get your username and your password, but unless they have you, unless they have your phone, that, that extra factor helps. But the problem is, is that there are so many different types of implementations of two-factor. For the average layperson, it's so complicated and so confusing that sometimes they say, forget it. You know, I'll, I'll just deal with it, you know, when I get my bank compromised. And then at that point, when they've, you know, lost $2,000, $3,000, to an unknown actor, then it, it becomes a you know very important. So what I what I would say is that your banking websites, anything that you log into, um, go to the site and find out how to enable two factor. It is a pain, and I have I, I you know I work in the technology business, and it sucks sometimes when I have to log into a website, you know five different websites to do something, and every time I log in, I have to open up my phone and, and get a code. It is a nuisance, but. It also is a lot cheaper than yeah. you know losing money to a compromise. So there, um, and there are a couple of different apps. You know, Google has theirs. You know, I'm sure Facebook has one. Uh, if you work for a larger company, they probably have their own version that they require you to use. Um, the one that I use and subscribe to that I like is called Authy, and uh, it's I like it because it is available on not just your phone, but you can install it on your computer. And all of your codes are synced across that, and they're locally they're encrypted and stored. Um, I like it because it, it simplifies the process a lot. I don't have to get out my phone all the time. It's on my computer, but it's password protected. So I have to sign into the actual app in order to use it. Yep. And so. what's important about that is, too, you need one that does multiple devices. Because if you lose your phone, you've now lost that You've lost that access factor. to everything. So use an app like Authy. There are several other ones. Um, but in doing the research to find the app that you like, you'll learn a little bit about multi-factor. You'll learn how to protect yourself and protect your information. Um, but do that because 100% of the time, multi-factor authentication will stop 
these unknown actors. Absolutely. Because, and, and people will try to fool you into it as well. So uh, there was other scams going out there where someone would call you, pose as your bank or as Facebook or as Google, and they will say, we're going to send you a verification code, quote unquote. And what it really was, was they were challenging that multi-factor authentication and they knew your password, but you had to you know, have the second factor, which is a code sent to your phone. Well, they would fool people into saying, hey, send us that code to verify you are who you are. And that's that's kind of how they break that code. So, yeah. uh, But with MFA, at least if you understand the, the premises of using this uh, two-factor authentication where you have the code generator on your phone, you probably understand that no one else is going to ever ask for that code. Yep. It's only going to be you. So you're you're educating yourself enough to prevent yourself from being vulnerable to these kind of things. It, what I find interesting, and this is the, the last uh, point I'll make, when the FBI shows up to some of these big you know breaches that I, I see in the corporate world, uh, there's always some kind of press conference and release, and they talk about you know the sophisticated hack is you yeah. know has gotten like you know millions of. Ra- but the reality is, th- these are not sophisticated actors. These are not sophisticated hacks. Like you said, 90-something percent of breaches could be prevented, and that's updating your antivirus software, updating your operating system. If you're still using Windows XP or Windows 7 <laughs> upgrade, like you're who we're talking to. Oh, man. But, you know, 90% or more of these breaches that happen are because somebody shared their credentials or they didn't upgrade their software, there was a bug. You know, they're preventable. Um, but the biggest challenge that I have is that people don't listen to this message until they have to come to me and say, you know, uh, my yeah. account just got hit for $10,000. What do I do? Well, there's nothing more to do at that point. It's already been, um, smuggled somewhere else. It's been, it's been laundered. Your money is basically gone. You cannot, um, out of the thousands of cases that I have seen over the last, I've, I've been in this, this specific business for about 15 years. I have only known one case where somebody was able to get their money back. And we're talking thousands of cases totaling hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. One time they were able to get the money back. Yeah. That's really sad. So don't lose it. Don't don't let it go in the first place. Get multi-factor authentication. There's one last thing I am going to say. I have to ask this question because I thought about this in the car. Do either of you TikTok? I, I watch it, but I don't make it. I have one. I think I've made one. Okay. I need to know this. There's these little videos that I see on TikTok where there's like a guy and a girl walking down a hall and the girl looks like she's in distress or being kidnapped. And she always, they'll like drop something. And then the guy that's, you know, some guy's walking by and he'll pick it up and they do this eye contact thing. And then the the couple gets in the elevator and then the door opens and he holds his phone in and it says 911. What are those about? Have you seen those? I think I I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what the premises like i don't know i guess it's a short there's a lot of those my, really no weird like it's they're all chinese and there's, yeah, a, and there's a lot of bollywood stuff on there too so yeah i don't know i keep seeing them. I, it's different people different scenarios sometimes they're in an elevator sometimes not but they're were they like walking through a parking garage or something multiple yeah i mean yeah, there's one in the parking okay. garage are they I'm trying to it. say that you know if you're in distress you should like drop, drop a, a handkerchief I, I don't think there's a message behind it i I just, just think it's supposed to be like dramatic and younger kids. You know? I guess I don't know. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot that. of that. Like you'll stumble across parts of YouTube and 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 I guess now TikTok where it's a lot of the 
um, the humor that we're not used to in the United States, stuff from Asia, stuff from like South African countries. And, and you know, it, it's TikTok's it, a Chinese it's a company. So, it's right. a lot different and, and stuff that I don't really get. It is different there's, humor, but there's times where like there are these accounts that will literally like cut up movies and post yep. parts of them. Yep. And like it's those. always got like some Chinese music in the background and I can't understand it. And it's like, or there's, there's, there's the, like a stupid heading. It's like, man was going to die, but then was saved by cloud or something like that. And like something the, just completely doesn't make sense. There's like the ones that, that are come from either India or some African country, I believe. And it's, um, someone has, has, uh, gotten, you know, yeah, you can like purchase visual effects right. assets from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. internet and stuff. And then they have a, an editor and it's literally videos of them editing together these visual effect assets in really strange ways to make a short movie. And some of them are funny, but it's just like cringe. I That's think, the best way to describe I it sometimes. Their goal is for at least those, they're so poorly made. That it's funny. I don't know though, because like the that's deal. something that I would make I, that's when I was I a kid. It. Like when I, I would make some of those things, if I had access to all those visual right. effect assets, I think I would totally make right. that. I think it's just people in in the some of those countries that maybe have not had access to that in the recent years, and they're just now able to get that stuff. They're discovering, you know, visual effects and home movie making and stuff right. like that, and so they're going through the the learning curve of okay, how do we use all these assets and how do we right, make good right. content with them? Maybe. What drives me crazy about those little video snippets, mm-hmm. they never say the name of the darn movie. And that drives me, because I've seen yeah, some gotta, that are really good. You got to go in the comments and find And them. I'm like, what, what is this? I want to I found some it. good movies through there, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good source. I mean, well, I was just, just I was driving down the road today, and right. I, I, I don't know why, but I just, I saw them. I looked at my phone, and I thought... That reminds me of that video. Then I was like, oh, you know what? Elijah's or Eli's going to be in the studio. Right. I need to ask him because I'm sure he TikToks. But, right, because right. he's the young one that TikToks. He's, he I'm looks the, like a TikToker. I'm the youth. Oh, he don't say like that. That's, that hurts. <laughs> that's, that's an offensive statement right there. Oh, I just hold, hey, let me get in the elevator and you hold up your phone. Don't let your buddies oh, hear that. Eli. Yeah, we that's can. Oh, be... we should recreate that with Jess. Jess can be the distraught woman. And oh, my like, gosh. You're bringing them towards the elevator and... <laughs> I you know down what? And picked Still up love your bro TikTok account. Watch our socials for a TikTok oh, video. Oh, no. Don't oh, make that promise. That would be uh, hilarious. Don't make that promise. What please. do you have today, Jesse? Let's talk about well, for, politics. First, um, well, not necessarily first uh, okay. with the politics. I do have a comment from one of our listeners. Uh, my friend Austin um, sent me this on Snapchat, a comment on the March 14th episode. And I believe we were talking about... Um, uh, IDs and firearms and what you need to yep. carry. Is this the one with stuff. Mike or without Mike? I'm not sure if it was with Mike there. I think it might have been the one with Mike there. Because we did both of them right before. So. Yeah. yeah. It was really close together. So in that general vicinity. Um, and so this is his comment. Um, the difference between needing an ID and to carry a firearm um, is that driving, is that owning a firearm is, consti- is a constitutionally protected right while driving is a privilege granted to those who have paid the fee and shown themselves to be, he says, barely competent drivers. <laughs> However, he must live in Nashville. Right, exactly, or <laughs> any other major city. However, I guess that that doesn't help the conservative perspective much because the core of the question of his question was, why would we need an ID to vote? And voting is a protected right. But it's just in the nature of what voting is. Not sure why people have made this an issue because how else can we prevent voter fraud? That's well, what he says. I'll say one thing. You you do need an ID to buy a firearm. Yeah, that is true. Um, and, other and than that, not it's, really been challenged, has it? No. You know, we do. We, you do need to have a background. You have check. to present. Yeah. yeah, you have to present an ID. Um, and I know Tennessee is a voter ID state. 
So yep, yep. I think it, I get what he's saying. Like if voting is a civil liberty, then why should we have to ID for that? I kind of understand his point of being, yep. if we, if, if firearms is a civil, civil liberty and you don't have to ID because you're carrying your firearm. You believe you don't have to ID. True. Right? Yeah. You have the right that's kind to, of the critique there. In some states, uh, you know, you have the right to own a firearm, but they don't really consider carrying it a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. So it differs from state to it's, state. But that's I, I the think, problem. There's, I mean, you can you can make a valid argument on both sides. Right. Yep. I mean, the right. same argument can be used for two different issues, and it flips who who is for what. I honestly, I'm I'm for voter ID, and I, it's been really interesting the amounts of the claims of, of how it's racist and, and for, from the sources I've listened to, and I'm not actually prepared for this discussion. Um, but you know, people of color, there's only like, I think it's something like 90 and 87% of them all have photo ID. Like there's no correlation between these people don't have ID. Right. And they, therefore they can't vote. I think insisting that minorities aren't, whether you say competent, competent enough to get an ID, yeah, have the ability to go and get an ID, I I think that's pretty racist. Honestly, that is kind of racist, I mean, isn't it? Like you're sitting you here saying that? that a person based on their color can't do something, yeah, because yeah, of their color. That is that is a race issue. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. The other thing I want to add, we're talking about perception too. If anybody wants a, a really good lesson on perception, and I really like this, pull up the Derek Chauvin trial closing arguments by the prosecution. Yes. Did did you hear that discussion on perception um, where he, he basically had a discourse about the difference between perception um, based on the person and their background? Did you hear that? I think I did. We, I'm, I think I did. I don't know that I was listening when you were listening to the prosecution, but. Okay. It I, made a lot of sense. Like he, it was a very well put together argument about perception. I wish I could remember it because I want to use that in life. Did but. he use the whole perception as reality thing and. All of that jazz. Yeah, or... and there, because it talks about the difference between, you know, perception and understanding, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a physical angle you're looking at something, but you're looking at something with, you know, through the eyes of your background and your his, and your history and your culture. So was this, a, this was a defense, right, not no, prosecution? I think it was the prosecution's really? closing mm-hmm. argument, yeah. I would suggest everybody go listen to it, other than to keep abreast oh, of I what's happening. You, I bet you it was the prosecution's rebuttal, because I didn't, I, I stopped listening just mm-hmm. before the defense rest, I think. And then maybe the had a rebuttal. So listen to the whole thing. It'll educate you on that process, and it'll also tell you a bit about perception. And that that trial, I mean, just listen to the closing arguments, and that really gives you a good summary. Um, man, it was it was it was close. I, I really, I was pretty, I guess, biased towards the defense because uh, I'd been listening to a lot of news on the defense, and and uh, after seeing the closing arguments, I was honestly like, you know what. The prosecution does have a point on several things. I'm very surprised that they convicted them on on murder, though. I, yeah, I I, I, I figured that it was going to be uh, manslaughter all the way. Like that was a guarantee for me. I agree and, with manslaughter, but not with murder. I mean, you have to prove that he had there's intent. intent there. Yeah, yeah, and, and like he was legally obliged to be there because that was his job. Right. And you know, he may not have not have been legally obliged to sit on his back, but. You know, if you watch the, the and the defense showed this, the prosecution didn't show this in their closing. But if you watch through to the defense's arguments, they show the whole before he was on the ground thing mm-hmm. and how he was kicking the door out of the squad car and all and, and kicking right. the officers and doing all kinds of stuff. So it, the, the 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 prosecution's argument rested on the fact or or the non fact that 
that Derek Chauvin committed assault on George Floyd and it resulted in his death because that was the two that was the key to both uh, second degree and third degree murder. So they had and, to prove that he committed assault, right? And it was that's just hard for me to accept well, that argument because he was required to be there, mm-hmm. and he had a his duties were to restrain Derek Chauvin mm-hmm. and, or not, I mean George Floyd, and I don't know. That's that's tough. It, and, it's hard to even talk about this because I think everyone is just happy it's over, in my opinion. And and I think that the fact that the me proved that his knee he didn't die of asphyxiation. Exfixiation, yeah. It, it, you know, however you, how say you say that, Sfix. Uh, <laughs> grammar's hard. <laughs> Whatever. Talking's hard. Um, but I, I think the fact that he proved that that wasn't how he died just takes away all the intent, in my opinion, all the murder. Because other than that, putting your knee into somebody's shoulder blade or their back, you know. Yeah, it was it was proved that the neck did, the neck part had nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, there was no bruising and, or damage to his, uh, his and, trachea or to his, back. Or to his airway. So I mean it, the the they they said that it was a homicide and that he died of cardiac of, arrest right well it was the a actual autopsy so it was like a bunch of different things right and 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 the uh, the defense made a really good argument that you know talk they they talked to the uh, the medical examiner who actually did the autopsy on George Floyd and he's uh, he said there if if I put it in my report it contributed to the death and. The report listed like several things about you know the um, his uh, heart condition where he had like a ninety percent blockage and a seventy percent blockage. My grandfather had a ninety percent blockage um, and he had symptoms and he could barely he was unable right. to um, physically function very much. And I guess it's different for different people, but he had a ninety and a seventy. Um, he had uh, obviously the fentanyl and methamphetamine in his system that were enough to affect his respiratory drive, in my opinion. But that wasn't said in the medical report. Um, and there was a there was an incidental tumor that didn't contribute to anything. They just said that it was there, and uh, several other things. But right. the defense's argument was the medical examiner himself said that if if, if he put it in his report, he believed it to be contri- a contributing factor to the death. He said, "I'm not going to put stuff that like I'm not going to put that he had cirrhosis of the liver or right. or irritable bowel syndrome or or a incidental tumor in the foot. He's not going to say anything about any of those right, things right. if it doesn't contribute it to doesn't, the death." Right. So I was surprised when when he got convicted of uh, second and third degree murder. I figured that it was going to be manslaughter, manslaughter, and that's it. But look, that was a tough trial because we don't know. I mean, would George Floyd be alive today if they hadn't shown up? If he had gotten in his car and that market didn't call the police, would he be alive today? Maybe. Would he have went home and then his you know heart problem made him killed over? Probably. And it. So we don't know what caused it. I mean, we can look at the the medical examiner's report, um, his opinion on, you know, the cause of death. But at the end of the day, a man died. Right. Right. There's a life that can't come back. And then and you don't know if it would have ended five minutes after that, if the interaction didn't happen Mm -hmm. or five days. So you've got a very difficult decision as a juror looking at a lot of arguments from both sides. But at the end of the day, a black man died under the knee of a police officer. And no matter how you cut that up and which way you look at it, you know, people are angry about it. Well, and another thing that people I feel like aren't looking at, they, you know, everybody's got this focus on him, you know, and he's basically taking everything from this. Um, well, you know, one of the points that the defense brought up is why did it take EMS so long to get there? 
Um, I think they said it was like what, like nineteen minutes or something like that. Before it was much there. longer. I, I think I think it was like seven and something. Right. Or but the uh, firefighter who um, was one of the witnesses when the defense cross examined her, she said that it was unusual for them to be that late. She didn't believe that they were there in in uh, seven minutes. She thought that they they were always going to be there in three because their station is so close. Right. So and I believe the 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 according to the dispatch they called for medical for a um a uh, bruised uh, or damaged Lacerated to the face. mouth yeah, yeah something like that from from when he I guess when he was thrashing around in the mm-hmm. car and uh and then they stepped it up a minute later because they realized something else was wrong right and by then it was pretty much already too late so i mean so. that but that's another thing you can look at as well as as far as if if they would have gotten there within those 3 minutes would this guy still be alive you know yeah who knows uh, that's why I just don't think murder is appropriate. Um, well, and according and to that's the, my, that's just my personal opinion. You know, everybody's got their own opinion. And the the according to the prosecution, intent was not necessary to be proved, and obviously they didn't prove intent. Um, how, but but intent is everything in murder. Not not in second and third, apparently. Second degree murder according is, to according to the, their law in that state. First degree is premeditated with intent. Second degree is non-premeditated, but you still had the intent to kill somebody. I don't know what third degree is. I, court, I was listening to the prosecution's argument, and apparently they don't have to prove intent, as long as they prove that he was what? he was assaulting the person and then that person died. Yeah, that was in like that a 72-page slideshow that yeah. they were showing yeah. you the whole thing. But, but the, the, yeah, the thing is, is the thing that they proved to the jury, I will say that, was that Derek Chauvin was assaulting George Floyd and it resulted in his death. And that's how they were able to get the second and third charge. That was the biggest, the, I guess, the teetering tort of the law there. That, so, see, but how can they prove assault, too? That, because how is, how is... It, that baffles me. It's it's just... Because he's the, doing his job trying to they put proved a suspect it, they, on the ground. They proved it because the jury agreed. It's mm-hmm. an unsolvable conundrum. And, you know, we talk about, we have to talk about these things to come to conclusions and stuff. But the reality is that's an unsolvable conundrum. Right. But on that same subject... You ha- you're bringing another police interaction to us sure. today. Yeah. So this, and I'm glad we're transitioning out of this because I think we could talk about this all day for so, years. Yeah. But um, this is another police uh, involved shooting, and they're out there protesting about this. Um, this is in Columbus, Ohio. Um, a 16 year old girl was uh, sh- fatally shot after some officers responded to a 911 call. Uh, and the 911 call was there was a lot of screaming. You can listen to the call. It's it's been released. And apparently uh, there was a woman screaming, there's this girl that's trying to stab me, and she's putting her hands on me, and it was a hang-up, 911 call. So they went out there pretty quick, and uh, the officer got out of the car. Body cam footage has been released. Um, this incident actually happened um, the day of the of the uh, verdict release. Oh, poor just before. Do you yeah. know how it got released? How the Why they put the body cam footage out? I'm pretty sure they put it out because people were protesting. They uh, came to the front steps oh, of the police department. So you know. So tell, tell me. Well, apparently they were a gigantic mob came to the police department and uh, basically stood out there. I don't know if they turned violent or not, but of course, as the police chief is faced with a giant mob outside, uh, he said, okay, we'll release body cam footage. So he did. So Mm -hmm. the body camera footage, you can look it up for yourself, and I suggest you do. Because I don't Um, think they got the answers they wanted when they got the body camera I don't think they did. Police Activity, that's the YouTube channel you need to go to. And Eli was able to find it really quickly. Um, I actually, this is weird and another thing. I I actually had saved the entire press conference on my YouTube account, but when I went to look it up and pull it up to look at it and show Chris, it was gone. 
and I can no longer access the mm. uh, the uh, press conference, Cancel which is very culture. weird. I guess it's really mm. strange. I'm not saying anything, Google, but you know. Uh, so, if you watch the body cam video, the girl, uh, the police officer, gets out of the car, walks up to the scene. There's a girl in pink, and she's t- trying to tell the officer what's going on. Then this other girl runs out of the house, who's being pursued by the victim or or perp. I don't know what you want to say. I guess the victim because she died. Um, who's wielding a knife. She pushes this girl on the ground and actually tries to stab her several times. She then gets up, walks over to the girl in pink, pushes her up against a car. And if you pause the video, you can see she is recoiled back with the knife in her hand Big old kitchen in knife. a huge, like, like about to gut her, gut her stomach motion about to stab her and you said that she was actually stabbed the girl in pink yeah i mean the, if you look at the video it looks, it looks like, like she gets she could a have stab been. into maybe the upper chest area yeah it could i'm have not been. too sure about that now, i didn't but. see any blood from on the pink girl but it, it at least she could, could have, have been stabbed it could have missed and there was a, there, yeah it's there's you know the because of the frame rate there's a frame that shows the the perpetrator with the knife drawn back yep. and then the next frame her hand it's is like forward towards so you, her belly, but we don't know if she was stabbed or not. But right. it, you could. But imply she has that a knife in her hand, and she's threatening. She's drawn to, back. She is actively trying to stab this actively girl in pain. Okay, now let's somebody. set the stage for what you're about to say. You walk up and you see a girl being held against a car, and a and another girl with a knife in her hand drawn back, and she is about to be stabbed with a knife. And then what happens? Officer pulls his gun, says stop. And then fires. I think well, it's like four or five times. He told her to stop long before. Right. He well, told her while to this stop whole thing is happening. When she pushed the first lady right. on the ground, and then he said, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. And then she runs over to this girl, and then boom, boom, boom. Yep. And she's on the she ground. She drops a few seconds. She loses consciousness. Right. And then and everybody then start, becomes mad at the officer. It, it was a switch. It was everyone was concerned about this girl trying to stab somebody. And then as soon as the threat is stopped, Everyone switches into why I did don't. you do that? Why did you shoot her? She was only sixteen. Why? Look, why? 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 I yeah. understand, you know, the family being upset. I totally understand that, you know, and them just absolutely being crushed and saying, "Why? Why'd you have to do that?" But I mean, for the fact that people, are, it's come out now that she's attempting to murder someone, and they're still defending her is what drives me nuts. This is what this is what drives me crazy. You, there's only two scenarios that this could have gone. If the girl successfully stabbed and killed the girl in pink, everybody would have been mad oh. at the girl for doing the stabbing, and they would have been mad at the officer, officer because he didn't breathing. stop it. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or the girl goes to stab the girl in pink and then gets taken out, and they're mad at the officer for stopping it. You so, could have tased her. You could have done right, something. The, you could have taken the knife. All the expert police witnesses who have never been a police officer. And if you watch out. this video, this is literally seconds, milliseconds right. of response. And you can't sit there and say, oh, I wonder if I go behind her and grab her arm and, and take the... You can't do that. No, he This was, is a millisecond that matters to save someone's life. He was yes. probably 10 foot away from her because she pulled the first girl over to the sidewalk. So he's already over here. And then she just gets up and like sprints straight towards this other girl. I mean, and, that, and the girl would have been would have been dead if the officer oh, yeah. wasn't there. Oh yeah, put this, yourself in this scenario. This might get us canceled. What I'm about to say. Did that girl in the pink? She's black. Did her life matter? Right. Did the girl that got pushed on the ground and was attempted to be stabbed? Did her life matter? Where's Black Lives Matter for these two girls? These young girls that were actively. Tr- this girl was trying to murder. 
Right. Why do their lives not matter? We stopped an assailant who was going to try to take their lives. Where's Black Lives Matter here? And all these people say, well, you know, I've got my gun and I carry it with me. And if I'm in a store and I see somebody, you know, robbing, I'm going to take them out. That changed the narrative for a second. If if it's you walking down the street, not the officer, and you see a girl with a butcher knife drawn back after having a big brawl and about to stab somebody, are you just going to let them go? Are you just going right. to keep walking? These same people walk. saying, oh, no, I mean, that's is, what you've got that pistol for, it, right? It is sad. It's it's sad that she had such a mental, you know, whether it was anger or whatever frustration that she felt like this was the answer. She had to hurt somebody. It's sad. You know, she was so young. She lost her life. That is sad. Nobody is debating the fact yeah. that it was, you know, saddening or disturbing that this yeah. young girl lost her life. Nobody's debating that. Nope. But the fact that people are saying that there were other ways to avoid this. I mean, it's being called racism. I mean, already. It's, if you it, want to look at it, in my opinion, sorry for interrupting, Jess. No, go ahead. Either if the girl would have stabbed this other girl, right, and killed her, that's two lives lost because this other girl's going to go to jail for murder now. Yep. She's going to lose her whole life. Mm-hmm. So here's where I think, I think everybody wants this police reform. Let's reenact this whole scenario based on what, how they, how people in general want police reform now on this, on the same scenario. Right, so imagine this girl's running around the car, and this girl draws back a knife, and you're, knife, and you're the officer. Excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, would you please put down the knife? Well, please do not stab her. Please, I can't use my gun. I can't use my taser. I have to verbally de-escalate you first, ma'am. Please right. put down the oh, knife. Oh, you know that's this hilarious. This wouldn't have been a police officer, though. It's because been a social worker. I the one of the first news commentaries I saw was, and it, it, no, it was in the uh, the news conference. So literally after the reporters had watched the body cam footage, one of the reporters says, uh, yes, chief, um, can you please tell us of any of the uh, verbal de-escalation techniques that the officer could have used in this situation? I'm like, are you, are you mentally ill? Like, this happened so fast, so fast. There was not, there was not enough time for words. That is the point. That is the, this is the whole purpose of police officers. They're to protect people from criminals. They're to protect people from other violent individuals. This is the purest form of policing right here. And you know what? With the verbal technique that should have been used, there were 15 people standing around. I'm sure two of them probably had a cell phone. Those 15 people could have also stopped that girl before that officer had to make that decision. And the father were both outside. They watched her get shot. Exactly. And not only that, if you want to talk about de-escalation, drop the knife is enough, in my opinion. You've got a knife and you're running towards somebody. Drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. If someone has is pointing a gun at you and telling you to drop your knife, you should right. probably drop your knife. And I for mean, those who say that they should have tased him, tasers don't always work. You need to realize that. And here's the other thing. This is this is really sad because, you know, younger kids don't have a lot of the mental decision-making to avoid making terrible decisions like this. However, that's the reason they have parents. And it has come out that this this girl was um, was a foster child. And and she was with her foster parents. The victim or assailant? The assailant. Okay. One who was shot. The one who was shot. And and she obviously had had a really rough life if she's in the foster system. And and this is terrible that this she had to end this way. Right. You know, and, and that's that's really bad. But, but I, I I just I get so upset about the the public response to this. Like I understand right. it's a tragedy. We should be looking at how to improve the foster system right. or how to help these exactly. kids that are in these situations that are dealing with with um with rage and anger 
You know, there should be something done about that. It's not the problem of the police when they're trying to protect somebody else. And that's a lot of these situations where where someone is shot by the police. They're protecting someone else or they're protecting themselves from a situation. And, yeah, there's bad ones and there's bad shoots. There's bad officers. And we just convicted a bad officer, you know, and and to say that that doesn't the the justice system does not work in the way it does. I don't know. This is really frustrating. I, I totally agree with you. This is a failure of parenting and the foster system. How does this have anything to do with police? Yep. If this were a, the police a murder, did his job. Yep. right? If this were a, you know, how many people were there? Like six or seven? Say she went off and somehow killed all six or seven, or even you know one or two. Whose fault would it be then? We'll do a whole episode because I adopted a child from the foster system, so we can right. spend a whole episode talking about the problems there. Yeah, I'm sure you've got a lot of inside info for that. <laughs> yeah. You know what we also need to do? We need to talk to Chloe. We need to find, we need to completely just, let's True. get out of the... All this negativity. Climb out of the, the pit of, of despair. Because we've, you know, we've talked about guns and, and officer shootings for so right. long. Let's take, a, yeah. let's take a dive into pop culture. What do you think? I think she's That's got something good me. for us. Guess, I could use a little breather. Dial her in. Chloe? Hey, guys. What's hey, up? what's up? Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Oh, nothing. We're, we're happy to climb out of the, the pit of despair to join you. So we were talking about tough oh. stuff. I'm glad that you climbed up to the pop culture mountain that is <laughs> my segment today. So pop excited. culture mountain. I first, so I have one big story that we're going to cover today, but I first want to give um, the Still Love You Bro squad's uh, deepest condolences to the queen this week since she lost Prince Philip. We've talked a lot about them and I just felt terrible when he passed because I thought they were going to live forever because, you know, they just seem to do that. So, but in all honesty, like I do feel bad it on the day that we're recording today is her birthday. So it's less than a week after her husband passed away. Oh, that's but, sad. Mm. What was so, the controversy about the way that they did? I saw something on Facebook that they, they broke tradition by the way that they had that funeral. Was I'm it not because sure. like COVID restrictions? They no, people, it was or? something about the way they were sitting and the way that they were arranged were like completely broke tradition. I didn't understand it. Oh, the queen wanted to sit by herself. That might have been what it was. Hmm, maybe. She went and sat by herself. And then actually what's interesting is that they buried him, like they lowered his coffin into the whatever cathedral that they buried him at. But he requested in his like final will and testament that he be buried in an undi- like undisclosed location so nobody would know where he was. Oh, wow. So that's cool. I don't know. I respect that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just know we've talked about them quite a bit on this, on this segment, on this show. And I just wanted to say, I, I'm really sad. I liked Philip. He was cool. Um, he actually, there was an interview that came out of him, uh, him and the queen wrote Diana a letter after Camilla and Charles were together and said, like, I don't know why he chose Camilla, but he did. So. I stopped caring about British drama in 1776. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. But it don't, is sad. Don't break poor pop culture okay. Chloe's heart. So, are we ready for this big story? Okay. Yes. I promised our listeners, Bring and then on. I missed last week. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to explain who David Dobrik is, because some of you may not know who that is, and by some of you, I mean Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Don't laugh. If she didn't say that, I was going to. Oh, me. So um, David Dobrik, basically what he what he does is that he gets paid for making YouTube vlogs, which is a video blog um, with him and his buddies that are called the Vlog Squad. And he makes like millions of dollars and gives away money. And 
He yeah. gives away cars like he gives all away the cars. Time. As well. That's how rich he just he somehow has everything. a lot of money. What? How does he have a lot of money? Do you know this? From sponsorships. sponsorships so yeah. literally, all this talk- money is from. His, yep. He, oh, he will call talk, up his sponsor oh, wait. in a video and get like fifty thousand dollars to give his friend a car. That's how rich e, he is. So EA Sports, like the video game, so company, the game. Yeah, Sorry. I knew you were gonna do that. Um, they like he was a sponsor. Like they sponsored him as well. Like really? even them. Yeah. Good old e- so, electronic arts man. So all this controversy started. Um, the controversy didn't start till now, but it stems from events that happened in June of 2017, um, when he released a video that was co- titled "He Thought He Was Kissing Her." Okay. Where he had um, he had two Vlog Squad members, one of them named Seth, who he blindfolded and said that he was going to. Um, that he was going to kiss one of the girls of the vlog squad, oh. and it turned out to be one of the guys. Oh, does he like this? Has seen this? Oh, yes. my goodness. Unfortunately, so, there was a point in my life where I did watch this man. <laughs> uh, Another you you note, mean last week? No, no. It's probably been a Another couple Another note on this is that the video has since been deleted, so this video is no longer on the internet anymore. No longer accessible. Then you jump into November of 2018, and this is where the, the real issue came in. Um, he deleted another video. It was called She Should Not Have Played With Fire. And Dobrik was hanging out with his friends of the vlog squad. And one of his friends is called Dirty Dom. Like, that's his nickname. I'm sorry. Spell that second word? It's D-O-M. Okay, so it's D-U-R-T-E-D-O-M. Like, like Dominic, but <laughs> cut short. So is, yes. it, is his real name Dominic, I suppose? Yes. That would make sense. His real name is Dominic. So in the video... Uh, Dominic jokes that he's going to invite a couple girls over and have a fivesome with these girls. God, and they're that's make so a funny... much to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only keep up with one. It's kind of like jumping into a like a show <laughs> um, in like the fifth season. That's really what this um, is. Right there now. goes our there are non explicit rating. There's a lot of characters, you know. Anyway, so you ended the, with fivesome. So he wanted to have a he wanted to have a fivesome. Um, and what was not revealed till earlier this year, because this was back in 2018, was that they had, uh, first off, he could only have like a three or four some because he could only get three girls. To oh, over. man. I know. Right. But um, so That's got to be disappointing. Huge, that's like his character arc is that he's oh, a big yeah. uh, What a hit <laughs> to your man. ego. Like, I can only find four people to do it with me <laughs> at the same time. Oh, my gosh. So, so uh the three girls lived down the street from Dobrik and were huge fans of the vlog squad, um, all of which were under the age of 21. That's something that's very important. And so Are they, they above decided the age to, of 18. Yes. Okay. They were, I believe they were 19 and 20. And um, they, uh, David invited them over and said, Hey, we're making a video. Do you want to come be in your video? And of course they were like, yes, like I want to be in a vlog squad video. That's awesome. And so they came over and uh, Dom- Dominic was trying to be very uh, sexual to them and trying to, like, instigate, um, you know, sexual behavior. And they were not wanting it. Like, they're like, no, we don't like you. We don't want that. Like, please don't do that. No means no. And so they decided to ask um, a bunch of the members of the Fog Squad to go buy the girls alcohol. So that they could get loosened up. Oh, oh, this is bordering on rape. Yep. So, um, in another podcast, 
called Frenemies, which um, has one of the members of the of the vlog squad. She was in it um, for a while, and she was in the beginning part of this video, but her and her then-boyfriend, Jason Nash, um, left when they found out that they were trying to buy them alcohol. Mm. So there is proof that they left. So there's one person that's left, and there's how many girls left now? There's two. So there's two people of the vlog squad that's left. All the girls are still there. Okay. Okay. So they convince they convince one of them to go buy the girls alcohol, and they do. And so they get them just trash. So these are under I underage mean, girls. Underage drinking. Drinking girls. age. So not not under right. age, but underage right. drinking. Um, and they get them just trashed. And so they decide to Dom takes them into the um, bedroom. Is that the guy actually, that has like the the like five hundred foot bed or something like that? That's David. Okay, that's the actual the main dude. So yes. it's not at his place. So. So Dominic's in the bedroom with the three girls. One of them is so drunk that she like can't even stand on her own. Like it takes the other two girls to like pick her up. And um, it's very evident that it happened because uh, the, in the vlog originally before he deleted it, um, they had, uh, they had videos of them sitting outside the door and laughing and cracking open the door to see what was happening. And then they mm. cut to the next morning where they're all in the car. Um, and David makes a comment of like, oh, gosh, we're going to get arrested for what we did last night. And he's like laughing about it. Mm. Interesting. And they posted they that in the video. See, that seems like something so, that could be faked, in my opinion. But obviously, you're not telling us this well, if it was pretty obvious. That's a part fake. of his, like, I feel like that's a part of his, like, vlogs, like, perso- persona, persona, I guess. Yeah. Is like... They talk about really serious, or they say something really serious, and they laugh about it, and then you're almost like, "Oh, is that a joke?" Like, "Oh, they must be joking." All like, for that's those views. Kind of how right. it is. So maybe he's actually not right. So this isn't even close to over. Like that's just the beginning oh. part. Like I skipped over a lot of stuff just to give the full context of that part of the story. Oh, but the wait, so, there's more. So there's we're st- more. We're still in the prequel. So uh, another Vogue Squad member got on a podcast called H3H3, which is also known as the same channel that does the Frenemies podcast that I uh, referred to earlier. It's like one of the most popular um, podcasts out there, H3H3. I, I, I love this podcast. I love, I love Still Love You, Bro, but if you want some like funny content, like really, really funny, like you just want to just watch a, like... Eli doesn't no like it. Okay, we have our own podcast here. You can stop... You I know, feel like talking she just, theirs up. You're pull our listeners away. It's okay. That's a I'm challenge. saying I support her because wait, I'm not done yet. I was saying I support her because she went through. So she, the girl that was on this, Trisha, who I talked about earlier. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm bringing her up is because she's a big part of this story. So um, David made her boyfriend, um, uh, made her boyfriend, Jason Nash, break up with her because she wasn't doing what, like, he wanted her to for the vlogs. Okay. And so he was like, David, I mean, not David, excuse me. Jason was, David told Jason, hey, like, if you don't break up with her, then like, you're You're off off the the blog. Oh, that sucks. Oh, wow. That's pretty And so Trisha, Trisha exposed on her podcast Frenemies, she exposed that she used to be, she used to be a hooker. And she was like, I had more trauma from being in the vlog squad than I did being a hooker on the street. Wow. Wow. That's literally a statement that she said. See, I've always thought that some of these folks that have like a really, really like aggressive personality on YouTube are like mean behind the scenes. Like they're like, that's, that's just the, what's the other person that was like this? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. You know who I'm talking about? 
No. They turned out to be really mean. He had like a huge following of like young kids and stuff. Is this is this him? Is this David Dobrik? Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. You're gonna have to give me more than that. Yeah, let's just move on. I'm There's a lot of big YouTubers. I'll think of it in a minute. So we are now on February of twenty twenty one. And Seth uh Fran- Francos, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but he came on the H three H three podcast and spoke about he was the one that kissed uh who kissed Jason but thought he was kissing a girl because they told him he was kissing a girl. And he said, I quoted, I was touched by someone I did not consent to. So, end quote. And so for him, it was a very, like, terrible circumstance right. well, he's put in. And, you know, this is a dude like, like, I'm pretty sure he's a straight dude, you know. I, I don't know. Um, But, I mean, coming from a straight dude's perspective here, I would be pretty upset if, you know, a dude did that to me. Or you know, blindfolded me. I don't told understand. Me it's gonna be I don't a understand how he. Dude. I obviously haven't seen the video, but it just seems really far fetched okay. that he wasn't in on it. Like, so they blindfolded him, and then they were like, "He was like, okay, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna see if you can tell the difference of who's kissing you or not." And then they took one girl, and I think they let one girl kiss him, but they like it wasn't like this guy just kissed him and then backed off. They like French kissed, didn't they, Chloe? Oh, wasn't it um, like I haven't. That? The video was deleted, so I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure they like French kissed, and you know, then they took off the blindfold, and it's this it's a guy. Oh, right and Jason's right older, right. by the way. Jason is like yeah, he's like 46 he's like, years old. Yeah, he's like oh, way wow. older. And then the Seth's guy is like what in his 20s? I'm pretty Probably. sure. So I mean, I just think that it, it's it's a violation of right, one's, and it's unconsensual. You know, trust, you know yeah. like. Oh, wait for unconsensual. Are you ready for this one? Okay. Let's hear it. So that's why I've been bringing up a lot of uh, Trisha stuff because so when she was in the vlog squad, there was a video uh, called I snuck into their hotel room in parentheses surprise. The video is still up. I just love these. YouTube and it titles. is when so David stupid. Dobrik, David Dobrik you should see the hid thumbnail. in yeah. Trisha and Jason's hotel room on a vacation they were on. He hid in there. And he videoed his reaction while he was hearing them have sex. Yikes. And they, and actually, she, they actually did not know he was there? No, they did not. Oh because God. she she said um, that she said, quote, there was no consent given because I was dating Jason because I was participating in the vlogs. Is that my consent? Question mark. She also asked Dobrik not to post the video. And like her, like apparently there is a point in there where like part of her like nude body is shown and she asked him to take it down. And in in this article that I'm reading from, it says that the video has currently more than 14 million views. Wow. That's, that's a major violation of privacy. Like Chris, you want to tune in? You've been kind (laughs) of, nope. (laughs) This is not his realm. The unfortunate thing is I feel like, and this dude like has... I don't know how many subscribers. A, a lot, a lot, um, and a lot of them are younger kids seeing this. And then, from at least how I think outside looking in, is everyone would say, "Okay, this is a facade." You know, they're putting it. Yeah, surely he doesn't know was. that. Surely they're not actually. He's not actually breaking in. Right. You know, there has to be something going on here. That like, was my first thought: is that this has to be a fake thing? Like, if I saw something like that on YouTube, I'm like, "Oh, this is this is scripted." Because this is fake. a lot of them are like actors. Or, or like they're in, you know, L.A. to be actors. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, surely they 
somewhat new or, or they're like, oh, well, they're friends. They're comfortable enough for that, you know, and they I just think that people look at this and they're like, oh, wow, who would have guessed somebody would actually do that? And then they're like, Shock oh, well, this is just for who entertainment would, purposes. Who would watch so. it? That's yeah. my question. Well, who would who would want to watch a video where they go, "Oh, we're going to get these girls over here to have a threesome and then react to it." A lot and of people. Apparently a lot of a people. A lot of people. I yeah. think and his I, I his vlogs are only like his vlogs are only like 4 minutes long. Actually they're 420 seconds long. That's like the That's his main funny thing. part. Oh. Yeah. And that, and it's uh-huh, crazy cuz uh-huh. he makes so much money off of only 4 minutes. Yeah, but he also has like it's not just the vlogs he has. He has his company. He has podcasts. He yeah. has all other channel. Like he has like three different. So he's what, on, he was is, on Nickelodeon for a long time. What has been the re- repercussions from all this coming out? So canceled. When so it was in March of this year that was when the one of the girls came out that was um, that she stated that she was raped by Dom because she um, her friends. I mean, she was so drunk she couldn't even walk but then her friends had told her what had happened there was obviously physical um signs that it had happened and she couldn't remember any of it and she felt violated and there's also the point that like the video was on there for millions of people to see and all of their friends knew who they look like what they look like and they blurred their faces i know that much because i i remember watching this episode or whatever it's only four minutes long they blurred the faces and they didn't I don't think they put anything in there about them having given them alcohol. It was just like, oh, this guy's invited these girls over and right. he's gonna try to charm them into doing this crazy act. I don't think they ever put anything for it. And I think that's why when it came out it was such a big deal. So the alcohol was a, as well. Was a Not means only to is the end then. Right. Is nobody knew about and he you know, it's like wow. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's bad. Because I don't well, surely in today's culture, if that would have came out, nobody would, nobody yeah, would let that, that slide. immediately have been shut down. Yeah. Well, and we talked about repercussions, and all of David Dobrik's sponsors, like I said, I think he lost like two hundred fifty million dollars worth of sponsors and sponsorships. Yeah. He he, and he just bought down. a mansion or something. I think like a yeah. huge mansion. He, he just stepped down. Uh, he had a company called Dispo. Um, that was going to launch here in the next couple of months. That was supposed to be like a, like a disposable camera, but on your phone where you could take pictures, but you only, you get them like the next day. So you have to wait for the next day to get it. And he stepped down as the head of his company for that because of what happened. But the worst thing that he did to me, um, was that he, so he filmed an apology video after all the stuff started coming out. Um, and if you know, David Dobrik, he wears the same thing for every video. So he wears a black hoodie and a black hat. He doesn't change what he wears. And um, in this apology video, he comes out and says, you know, I don't associate with half these people anymore. And I don't, you know, I haven't made videos with half of these people for a really long time. And, you know, that's the reason why. And uh, it turned out that somebody had found an old apology video from another scandal that he had actually clipped together and put. Wow. As the it's the same video? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. what? A snake. So then he, after he lost all of his sponsorships, he um, actually like uh, he actually uh, put a new apology video that he actually like recorded <laughs> at that time. I'll do it right and, the next time. Wow. I'm um, sorry he that also, I my also, apology, he guys. Was, he was also a part. Uh, he was a lineup of creators of the No Place for Hate anti-bullying tour, and he got removed from that. 
Good. <laughs> Obviously. And he and uh, Dominic um, were momentarily not monetized. I think they're still not uh, on YouTube. So they cannot that's make any money on YouTube videos right now. That's a ton of loss of money. That's a lot of money lost. Well, and that's he did crazy. other things too, didn't he? He like, would pressure his friends into getting drunk and yes. like doing yeah. crazy stunts. Like, uh, what was one of them? One of them, I think on video, drank his own pee. Because oh, he was man. slammed drunk, and he was like, oh, drink it, and I'll give you, like, $10,000, something like yep. that. He does stuff like that. It's just crazy to me, because like I well, said earlier, I'm I mean, like, I'm not entertained $10, by $10,000. Okay, let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not go further into that. I think let's spare our listeners the, uh, <laughs> the discussion about um, whether or not we would partake in this activity for, Good um, idea. Yeah, we'll keep it for PG. some money. Okay. Right. So, anyway, so he... He did that. That's disgusting. Forcing someone to do that for money is disgusting. Right. That's where, it, that's the line. You, yeah. You're forced or you do it voluntarily. And it sounds like a lot of these, these situations were forced, not like by coercion, but by alcohol. Like, here's all this stuff, drink, and then, hey, you should do this. Yeah. And, and there's videos where his friends are like, oh, I don't want to get drunk tonight. Come yeah. on. You know, like. Like, I really think this dude is really manipulative, especially the fact that he he said, break up with this girl or you're off this squad. And and literally yeah. this is the guy that gives you random $10,000 for doing stupid things. And, like, and well, and you look at it this way, he apparently, I'm pretty sure he pays his friends too, um, to like be on the show, be on the squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but it's, it's really weird. It, like, what if my work told me, right. You either to way, in order to either way, working here. Like, right. Um, right. Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, please. So what else is there with this guy, Chloe? Um, I mean, he lost all of his sponsorships, as we said earlier, but he also lost, I think it was close to like 6 million views on YouTube, which means it's not likes, that's views, which means he's had to delete at least five videos from the past wow. that oh, wow. were once on there uh, that are causing controversy now. So we don't uh, know what some of those are, what they, what the controversy was. I uh, yeah, we only know the it's ones that I've mentioned. At least that's uh, all that I know. Well, I'm sure somebody will come out with a video. I or still something. can't believe he like posted a pre-recorded apology that he had already used. <laughs> like that's so stupid. Yeah, that's pretty insane. You to don't me think yet. you're gonna get caught? Right. Oh my goodness, this dude does this for a living. Why in the world would he think he could post an apology? Because that he already... the people, the 14 million people that like that video, are not going to notice a fake apology. Uh, but anyway, someone did. Someone well, did. that and another factor to put in is that he's actually not from the United States. I believe he's from like the uh, Czech Republic. Oh, okay. so, oh, that's why everyone from the United States is a lot less intelligent. So what? That's a joke, that's guys. Not that's what a joke. I'm saying. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa, no! Whoa. So Back the up. point that I'm the Raging point that I'm Republican making is in here. the point that I'm making with that is that Trisha from the Frenemies podcast has talked several times about how he would have people from the vlog squad. Like if he was driving, it got pulled over. He'd have to like have them switch seats and have them. Oh, do really? That because if he because of his like clearance to Visa. be here in the country and live here. Yeah. Yeah, because of his visa and how it's being treated, if he gets in trouble at all, like if it's any sort of criminal activity, he will be deported. And that put it, that would put said. it into the series quite a, quite quickly, wouldn't it? Like, well, yeah, because all of his friends are here. So yeah, yeah. Well, and it'd be pretty hard to make vlogs in Czechoslovakia, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't think the Czechs would put up with that yeah. kind of video. Well, he's in Los Angeles, so yeah. So I mean, I think he 
he he probably did a video. I'm pretty sure he did a video of him being back in his home country and. I'm sure they're a lot more restrictive on internet usage there. And there's some countries that like you cannot like it, you, they will come to your house and like arrest you if you view certain content on the internet that they don't approve of. North like, Korea. Yeah. Well, obviously that one, but I mean, there's like more developed countries. <laughs> China, Tenement Square, Tenement Square. Yeah. How to get yeah. you banned in China. Yeah. Well, that'll get us banned everywhere. Well, gosh, darn it. Now we lose all our, sorry guys, our one Chinese viewer listener. <laughs> darn. Yeah. That, well, there goes China. Sorry, you guys are ruining are. this pop culture podcast. We're sorry. Well, it's a, it's a, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you just admitted <laughs> defeat really right there. It, so, well, yeah. So as of right now, I believe that Dobrik is uh, demonetized, so he's not making any money. And um, yeah, so, so the that's, that's, demonetized. You just said we're ruining it, and that there was no other information. <laughs> uh, you were not talking about pop culture. Okay, all right, okay, all right fair all enough, right. fair enough. It's, don't right, hate anyway. on me, bros. Okay. So sorry. there's also news. I, our listeners who know what we're talking about right now, Chris, I'm sorry you're not going to know who this is either. But apparently, okay. I, Chris <laughs> is just left out of the, of the pop culture. They were portion. talking about technology earlier. And James Charles, he was the first. So you have Cover Girl, like makeup. He was the first Cover Boy. So that was how he got famous. He did like makeup tutorials and stuff. But anyway, I think I've now seen him he, on on like youtube or something i've just seen a video that popped well, up or an ad um, or something yeah he is becoming the modern day michael jackson um, oh. unfortunately i thought that was going to be um, i thought that was going to be the dude that did um no 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 you know what i'm talking about that guy don't okay. ever sing on the show again <laughs> no clue <laughs> rip sorry chris no clue. That way, that goes personal to him, Chris. He used to sing. Choir. I was a Jess, singer, man. Wow. I love that Jess will be like, "Hey, do you know that one guy that did this?" And, and we'll expect like, no. other people to hear like, what you I. You should have heard him earlier. He was saying, "Hey, do you know that? That sounds like that one guy off of uh, off of YouTube who got canceled." And I was like, well, "Yeah, they Which heard guy? that. This is in the podcast." So. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they okay, okay, okay. We are getting off topic. We are getting off so, topic. Continue. James Charles um is becoming the mod- what i call the modern day michael jackson and not because of his singing but because of how he treats young children specifically oh young oh boys. okay well, yeah, yeah. Okay. i figured it out by the i was talking about the weekend oh my that's, god that, that, oh, you're talking what, about this now <laughs> that was the guy that was anyway i've, I've heard someone say Chris, i think he's gonna be the next about. michael jackson there, but. okay there is no replacing michael jackson number one because he is the absolute king of pop but now i see where you're going they're they're yes, alleging um, that he is having an aff- affection for young boys. Oh, not alleging. There are receipts. There receipts? Are Snapchat what receipts. What do you like buy them at mm. Costco? What do you mean receipts? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so let, let, we're going to have a what was that cabinet moment, maker? Chris. All right. You guys remember the receipt. cabinet maker? Hey, quiet. Let's, a let's let Chloe continue. <laughs> let's learn a lesson today. A receipt is when, let's say Chris texts me something and he says, oh yeah, I'll be there at five o'clock and I screenshot it. And then he gets there at seven o'clock and you're like, hey, you said you'd be here by five o'clock. And he's like, okay, that's, no, that's, no, I didn't. that's called proof. Yeah, that's a new right. term it's that just, I'm not. Well, they call with. it she receipts. Proof. Okay. So he has been Snapchatting. There have been now, I believe, six boys under the age, between the ages of 13 and 16 that got his Snapchat. Wow. And obviously, if you get a celebrity on your Snapchat, like, that's cool. Like, you're gonna Snapchat them. Like, I don't blame them. Like, I like if Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, Snapchat me, I'd be so excited. Like, I'd Snapchat them. And so he uh, specifically, um, he would start, he would start talking, he would start talking to them uh, over Snapchat, and he would um, 
ask them to send explicit images. He would send explicit um, content to them. He sent images of himself uh, Hmm. through it as well. Um, And when it all came out, because one of them kind of like exposed him and was like, hey, like this happened to me and I'm like 15 years old. Um, James came out and said, no, like I thought he was 18. He said he was 18. And then the kid showed another receipt that said, no, I'm like 15. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> this feels like a common thing among popular um, YouTubers and all yeah. that. So, like Minecraft yeah, YouTubers. There hasn't, right. there hasn't been a full, like, drawn out thing like the David Dobrik where it's kind of resolved yet, but um, um, he has been demonetized on YouTube um, for now. Um, and he is being called out on it. And there have so far been, I believe, six coming forward. They're saying there's more. When is he going to get forward. charged? Like, that's. This you is can't very recent. Send explicit images to to children. That's not. This that's is very illegal. Re- this is very recent. So like, it could. I mean, like, it could happen like soon. Mm. I believe. Interesting. So that's this reminds terrible. me of the yes. Call Me Carson thing. Um, Jess, you know Call Me Carson, right? Oh no! Did something happen with Call Me Carson? Yeah, he had, there was like a girl, and and she was um, seventeen or something like that, and so he got big, like canceled. Over, Are you kidding? It, no, and, and <sighs> but it came out recently that. Um, which you know that's only two years. He's nineteen, so that's only yeah, two that's, years. So it's that's not a, even in Tennessee like, that's legal because it's like right. three years. I think it is in four years. Right, but it was an internet relationship, so right. it was you know she could have been in a different state, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what state he's in. I, well, he's in California, I think. But it came out recently. Well, and people weren't big about the age. Some people were about it, but the main thing was that he they felt like he was using his power. Yeah, right. Like he had power over her. Um, it can't, she came out and basically said, look, I knew what I was doing. He didn't manipulate me. She's like, if I'm going to be honest, I kind of manipulated him. And right. some, I saw something today that came out about I it. I really but, liked Call Me Carson. That's really, yeah. that's sad that, that, that happened. He was Man. a good guy, but. He is a good guy. That, and that's, that makes more sense that, you know, I don't know. That's yeah. rough. I don't know the full drama. It's such a small age difference. So. Right. And I, I don't know. know the full drama, but. What do you, what that's do you think, what Chloe? I heard. This is your segment. Go ahead, Chloe. Yeah, you go ahead. Sorry. I Chloe. feel so much better that I'm in the spot that Chris is in 90% of this podcast. <laughs> that you know? This portion. <laughs> because I literally say they're like, I have no idea who Chloe, look, about right earlier now. they were talking about something about airplanes and the, how they talk to each other. I don't know. I was just sitting here listening <laughs> and yeah. So I understand how you feel. So I will say that that's all that I have for today. I know our, oh. our listeners were just so excited. I don't I don't have any more for today. We bounced All around YouTube a lot beef. on that one. All yeah. YouTube beef today. Wow. Oh, actually, I lied. I do have one oh. more. Oh, boy. Psych, short. I lied. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it's a YouTube It's a YouTube story. So I thought, hey, this, it happened like literally yesterday. Um, Jeffree Star, um, another makeup YouTube dude who... Uh, that was the guy that was rumored to be marrying Kanye when Kim and him oh, divorced or whatever. He's a... Uh, He's a transgender man who does. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so, explain. Um, so is makeup. he? So he, he, he is a, a woman, a, and he's a transgender man. Yes. Is that how no, that works? No, other okay. way. Oh, Wait, so he's what? a transgender woman. So he's a man that transitioned into a woman. I was saying that Jeffrey Star yesterday flipped his pink Rolls Royce with his friend in it. Oh no! Oh wow! And they were in the hospital. How do you he was flip in full, a Rolls like, Royce. Those things are that very thing is heavy. so freaking heavy. Yeah. Very careful. Holy uh, cow. When you're rich and you think you're invincible, that's how you do it. I guess if you're going fast enough. <laughs> when you're you Dr. Strange, sure. that's how you flip your Rolls Royce. Uh, you know what? You I won't. have tried and tried and tried to flip my Rolls, and I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your <laughs> pink Rolls Royce. Yeah. Pink. You have to remember real it's Real world problems right now. You know? Right, because pink affects the weight of the Rolls Royce. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's polka, polka dot. Heavy. So it's a, it's a lighter because it's polka dot. Lighter color, lighter car, right? Right. Yeah, I suppose. Sense. So he, he and his friend were in the hospital. He had minor injuries, but his friends had internal injuries. I think they're still in the hospital because it happened either yesterday or the day before. Oh, man. But yeah, so... It just fits that he had a pink Rolls Royce. Well, but yeah, he flipped it. I hope Shoot. they're okay. I would hate to flip a Rolls Royce and it land on like the, the top of it. I I'm feel sure like he would insurance. just be flattened from the weight of that thing. I feel like I would hate being flipped in any car. <laughs> that's a valid point. <laughs> yeah, I can agree. Yeah. Valid point. So now that's really all that I have today. That's okay. the end of for my real, YouTuber for real? news. Okay. For real realies. All right. For well, thanks for coming in, Chloe, and giving us the pop culture update. We were all over the place with that one, but... Um, it was enjoyable for me. Pop culture has so no welcome. limits. Yeah. Airplanes yeah. You're talking. You're so welcome. Thank you, Chloe. Hey, listen, nobody, listen. When you guys get home, don't don't make stupid videos. You <laughs> will regret doing something stupid in the future. It will come back to bite you. Like, just look at David Dobrik. Obviously, one of these videos he made at the time, he was thinking, well, you know, I didn't get caught. It's, you know, several months later, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Well, guess what? He's just lost, what, $260 million dollars? Um, before even talking about charges, like that's, that's crazy. So just don't do stupid stuff. I think that's one of the themes of this podcast is don't don't do stupid stuff. Mind your own business and don't do stupid stuff. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you so much. Well, I always love the pop culture section because I, I feel clueless again. So, you know, she was talking about the car wreck. I also wanted to bring up one last thing. I know this is going to be like a six hour episode. (laughs) Um, yep. Did you see the report of the Tesla that <gasps> was in autopilot mode about. and crashed and burned and and it killed really? the two occupants? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I was reading this article, the guy there was a the, the passenger there was someone in the passenger seat and somebody in the rear seat. Nobody at the wheel. So, and even Tesla's come out and saying, "Well, you know, autopilot mode requires like a driver to right. be in there." Yeah. And, you still have to be Within, it's like yeah, it's like touch the wheel every like yeah. so many seconds. Yeah, well, they found a way that? to bypass it. Oh. So they get in this Tesla and and it didn't negotiate the curve, which is not autopilot. And and so people, are, I guess, they're thinking you know this is just self driving cars, but it's not. But the nature of the batteries, the car was like leveled. I've seen a lot of car fires in my life, but this car was like nothing. And two people lost their lives in it. Mm. Weren't yeah, even probably. in the driver's seat. Was this like wow. a lithium? They use like lithium batteries. The ones that I think it's really is it lithium polymer. Uh, I have yeah. no clue what what batteries they. Okay, lipo. So they are lithium polymer. Okay, I believe lithium polymer. There's some of them. Some of them are less volatile than others, but yeah, they're high power batteries that should not be. Punctured. You remember the Android things where phones were blowing up, mm-hmm. and you know, have you seen videos of somebody just stabbing their iPhone? Which I don't know why you would, but then it gets real big and yeah catches fire that's that's what the batteries i think it's lifo though that's lithium iron phosphate but Mm. anyway the the different chemistries aside lithium is highly reactive so yes it burns really hot point being don't let your car drive for you yeah i yeah that sounds like thankfully that wasn't something that tesla made a mistake skynet because i was very (laughs) it's the beginning i was very concerned when you said that because i was like man i love teslas i really want to get one one day but man I would. I was. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that it was them bypassing the safety features that led to that because that would be bad for Tesla if it yeah. was just a typical autopilot mistake. There was another video of a Tesla 
car hitting you, you guys know those little robots that do deliveries and stuff and they got them around campuses and all that <laughs> no there was way. a video of the test <laughs> no of way. a tesla hitting one. Oh man that's and awesome the caption above it was the robot war has begun <laughs> yeah. i thought it was hilarious now that's a meme i can get into there you oh, go no. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening to our show it's been a fun long episode it's been a really long episode so hopefully this gives you some uh some time to listen on your way to work or on your way back from work and you can split this up into different sections. Cause, uh, and don't do it from yeah. the passenger seat with your car driving nope. for you. In your Tesla. That. No, don't bypass your Tesla safety features to listen to us. Yep. Um, we do not condone that activity. Do us a favor. Like and share on our, your socials and our socials. And visit our podcast website. Sure. We still. have a little stilloveyabro.com. We've got a little uh, article site coming. So, um Go ahead and jump on there and read some of the stuff we've already posted. You can find the podcast there. Uh, you also can find the podcast on, obviously, what you're listening to. But if you spread it around to your friends, we're on every major platform if you'd like to uh, help us out and get us some more listeners. And uh, you can also leave a comment if you want to get in touch. If you know us personally, you can. You can also leave a comment on any of the platforms or send us a voice message through Anchor FM, which is our distribution platform. There's a link there. Uh, to get to that on every uh, podcast description. So leave us a voice message and uh, we'll respond to your comments. Absolutely. Most importantly, mind your own business and don't do stupid stuff. That's right. This has been Still Love You, Bro. Adios. Adios.